Ahoy, ahoy, good day, everyone. I am Tony P. And this is Tony P. Oddcast. Special quarantine COVID-19 edition. This story comes from the Newsweek. I thought it said Murica. But apparently there is a Marisha in Spain. Spanish police have urged citizens to remain indoors during the COVID-19 state of emergency after encountering one citizen on the street dressed as a dinosaur. Now, you know, no, hold on. Video of the incident was posted to Twitter yesterday by Mercia Police. I'm calling it Murica. Murica Police Department showing an unidentified citizen being stopped by a unit of officers who were attempting to enforce the government's plan to limit the spread of the disease. On Friday, Spain's Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez imposed a 15-day state of alarm that restricted free movement, apart from traveling to work, food, health, medication, or caregiving. It's pretty much the same thing here, man. It has been uh, been a little rough, to be honest. Man, everyone's, everyone's dealing with some stuff. Uh, one exception in Spain was that pets can be taken out on short walks, but the police noted on social media that dinosaurs are not considered to be included in this category. You know what? You know what, man? I just say go for it. We're in a time that uh, most of us haven't ever seen before. Wear your dinosaur suit. Wear your dinosaur suit and just go out there. It has its own little fan. If you don't know how they work, it's like a balloon that you walk in, right? So just go with it. Who's going to stop a dinosaur other than the police in Spain? During state of alarm, walking of pets is allowed if accompanied by one person. Always short walk so they can relieve themselves. Having a tyrannosaur, having a tyrannosaurus rex is not covered. Hashtag stay at home, said the America police. That would just make me want to do it more. I'm sorry, like, oh, don't come out in your T-Rex. Oh, well, I'm just mad I didn't think of it sooner. Uh, law enforcement did not provide further details of why the citizen in the dinosaur outfit had been roaming, but a second video indicated it may have actually been an attempt at a preventative measure. See? In the footage, a person in the same dinosaur outfit can be seen shuffling slowly along the sidewalk with a bag of garbage, throwing it into the waste paper bin and running back down the street. Now see, they're just trying to do something good. I actually need to go to the post office and, and pick up some packages so I may, may break out my T-Rex. From the Daily Telegram, we are going to Deerfield, Michigan, where unfortunately this coronavirus lockdown is ruining everything. One of Lenawee County's biggest and most popular seasonal festivals of the year has also taken a hit due to the coronavirus. Damn it, man. The Deerfield American Legion hosted Testicle Festival will not take place Saturday. Just can't have nothing nice. <laughs> I was trying, I was like, all right, how do you come up with a there? Sometimes the joke is just the fact that there is a testicle festival 
that A, not only exists, but B, now has to reschedule. There's nothing I can say that would be clever after that. Fortunately, the festival has been moved to uh, May 9th. It'll take place at the Legion Hall during the hours of 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> 12 hours of nonstop testicle festival action. The festival, which is held one day of the year, is generally assigned to the start of the spring season. It draws more than 2,000 people. People come from all over the state, all over the country to take part in the testicle festival, said Nick Fulver of the Deerfield American Legion. We have people who traveled 300 or 400 miles just for this one day festival. I won't go 15 minutes to get lunch. Seriously, I'm like, oh, I'll just go here. Are there clothes? Uh, just, I, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not driving three exits over just to get Bojangles. 300 to 400 miles for some balls? Funds raised from the festival, whether that be through sales of sliced and deep fried cattle testicles. Yeah, try saying that three times fast. Sliced and deep fried cattle testicles and chicken gizzards to beer sales and t-shirt sales, bringing the most funds of the year at the Legion. Now, do they do they just have one event? That all right. All right. So the fundraise from the festival have allowed the members of the Legion to continually make building improvements to its hall and facilities and also give back to the Deerfield community. Well, that's cool. Now I question, do they have one event a year? And if not, <laughs> what event did you organize that's not doing as well as Ball Fest? Like, I don't know, man. It's tough. We, you know, we had this book sale. We had this car wash, but, you know, none of it can be testicle festival. The festival alone operates the American Legion for the entire year. It's sad to see it pushed back, said Pulver. So many people look forward to coming to Deerfield during this time of year. But the decision was made with the best of intentions. Ah, you know, in all sincerity, yeah, they, they, it's a good thing, you know, push it back. Uh, the Testicle Festival is nearing close to its 20th anniversary. This is the 19th year of Saka <laughs> uh, yeah, um, even though it's in its 19th annual festival the celebration of eating deep fried testicles began in Deerfield 50 years ago the Deerfield Tavern began serving the deep fried testicles and gizzards dinner to the public when the tavern eventually closed its door the Deerfield Legion picked up the hot ticket menu item during the Legion's first ever testicle festival, anywhere from 600 to 800 people visited Deerfield. The following year, more than 1,400. At times, the festival has gotten up to 2,500 people. That is too many people for some balls. Like, I just, I don't like people. I don't like crowds. It takes a lot to get me out. That will not be the event. But I, I really do hope they do well and, and continue to get back in the community. The big question here is, it is not known if the changing of the festival's date will make an impact at this time. Oh, but do not worry, said Pulver. We're not going to lose any of the food and products. Baked beans will remain in the cans. 
and the 300 pounds of testicles can remain frozen for two more months. How 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 does he know that? I understand he is the director of the 20th annual Testicle Festival. Granted, but how often is he freezing hundreds of pounds of t- and then that just seems like just seems like a a, a unrealistically large amount. Directly from CNN, the story's coming out of Wales. It continues our special COVID-19 Corona edition of the show. A coastal town in North Wales has found a whole new meaning to the phrase herd immunity after goats were spotted roaming its streets. It comes days after British Prime Minister Boris Johnson introduced tighter restrictions around social movement last week. Residents spotted herds of goats strolling around Landudno over the weekend after more than a dozen of the animals ventured down from the Great Ormy headland and roamed the streets. What a- <laughs> Videos and pictures shared online showed the goats grazing on grass from church grounds, flower beds, and residential properties. So did they get the notice? Just days after British Prime Minister Boris Johnson signed some legislation... Like, did they see, like, uh, meh, meh, meh. I don't know why I did the impression. I do, I put sound effects in later. I'll keep that one. It'll save me from having to put it in. So, were they talking, among, like, yo, we gotta go now. This is our chance. Town resident Carl Triggs was returning home after delivering personal protective equipment masks when he saw some goats. He's quoted as saying, the goats live on the hill overlooking the town. They stay up there very rarely venturing into the streets. Resident Johanna Stollard spotted the goats in her garden and said, they're a regular occurrence. I want to live somewhere where there's just regular occurrence of goats. They're becoming more and more confident with no people, he said, adding that it saves him cutting the hedge. That's looking on the bright side. But local counselor Penny Ando told CNN, she lived in the area for 33 years and has never seen the goats venture into the town. Uh, local counselor Penny Ando sounds like a liar. Why would she lie about that? I've never seen no goat. There's been no goats down here in 33 years. I feel like she's part of the city council of like the stop the goat campaign or something. And it's not working and she knows it's not working. I haven't seen no goats. I haven't seen goat in 33 years. North North Wales police confirmed they received a call on Saturday about the goats. Who? That is see who's that? That's some call the cops type people. Hey, nine one one. There's some goats in my yard. I ain't I ain't snitching on no goats. I want the goats. Matter of fact, don't worry about the goat. Mind your business. CBS News, Galveston, Texas. You guys remember McGruff the Crime Dog? He was pretty cool, man. I always liked McGruff when I was a kid. He had that long trench coat, and he was a dog. (laughs) 
take a bite out of crime. That guy, if you watch Saturday morning cartoons, man, in the eighties, you know some McGruff the crime. McGruff the crime dog here. Tony thinks he's gonna walk home alone. Tony is wrong. Good thing it was his friends, because teenagers are the victims of over 2,000 violent crimes by strangers every day. You can help stop it. Learn to protect yourself and your friends. Find out more. Write to McGruff, the crime dog, and help take a bite out of crime. Well, John Morales, the actor who played the crime-fighting cartoon character McGruff, the crime dog, was sentenced to 16 years in prison. Man, see, that's just like uh, Phoenix Jones. Either, what is it, die a hero, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. 16 years in prison stemming from a 2011 arrest in which police seized a thousand marijuana plants. All right, yeah, that's, you probably shouldn't do that. 27 weapons. Who has, oh, never mind, no people. But what? What person in their right mind has 27 weapons? You're allowed to have weapons. I get it. Whatever. 27. You need 27 weapons. 1,000 marijuana plants, 27 weapons. Oh, including a grenade launcher and 9,000 rounds of ammunition. Whoa, whoa there, Walter White. The hell? The sentence was handed down Thursday, just three days after the 41-year-old former actor pleaded guilty. <laughs> Morales insisted during the sentence hearing that he was nonviolent. But the U.S. District Judge said, Everything I read about you makes you seem like a scary person. To be fair, 27 weapons, grenade launcher, 9,000 rounds of ammunition. I just... So say you're growing weed in your house. Okay. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have a thousand plants like in your house or whatever. Someone comes for you. They're like, oh, we're going to come take your stuff. How many weapons? All right. So I've watched... Uh, what Punisher I've watched some other show Breaking Bad they come in with a bag of guns I feel like three maybe four if you're like blah 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 don't reload it just throw it away like whatever and then just pull the other one out blah 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 how do you go why do you need 27 it's like Kevin Hart said they're all tucked away places like in your sock in your bread drawer, in your underwear drawer. I, I don't know. I'm out of drawers. In your jacket closet, if you have one of those. Except the grenade launcher. Where do you put that? Where do you go, yo, hold on a minute, and then you just come back with a grenade launcher? I have too many questions. McGruff the Crime Dog is a cartoon bloodhound that was created by the global advertising company Sachi and Sachi in the Ad Council in the early 80s. The cartoon figure was used by police in spreading crime awareness and is perhaps best known for the tagline, take a bite out of crime with 
27 weapons, including a grenade launcher and 9,000 rounds of ammunition. All right, folks, we have come to the last story. Oh, do not fret. It's a good one. It comes from the Daily Mail out of Eastern France. Have these all been international today? For, oh, no, never mind. Galveston, Texas. That's <laughs> like another country. We had a pretty good, uh, pretty good worldwide edition today, which, you know, everyone's suffering with this COVID stuff, man. So it just, it, it was just appropriate. Last but not least, the Daily Mail, Eastern France. An amateur, an amateur soccer player was suspended for five years in a local league in Eastern France for biting one of his opponents below the belt. It was his penis. Just to be clear, not, yo, man, he bit his knee. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Below the belt, too vague. Mm mm. Oh, man, why'd he bite his toe? Penis. The crime was committed after a second division game between Turville and Sotrich in a local league. Ah, pff, classic Turville and Sotrich. Once they get on the pitch, things get crazy. Uh, according to a local news website in Lorraine, a player from each side started fighting. All right. Another player joined in, tried to separate him, and the Sotrich player responded by biting the peacemaker's penis. First off, it's almost like they knew I had to read this out loud by the alliteration there with Peacemaker's penis. But I got it. I'm pretty proud of myself. Also a little embarrassed. Second, who does that? Who, who, who? The victim required about 10 stitches and had to take four days off work. Uh, I took four days off work for the flu. How you just, how you get 10 stitches below the belt? I'm good. That is some hardcore like soccer hooligan stuff right there. The events took place after the match in the stadium car park, which is a parking lot for uh, us Americans. The events took place after the match in the stadium parking lot. There was an altercation and escalation and things got worse at Emmanuel sailing of the Mosulin football district. Adding the blame was more or less shared. No, uh-uh. I get it. People argue. More blame on uh, on uh, the penis biter there, man. Come on. Sailing said that because the case was quite original, This <laughs> the disciplinary committee had called an expert witness before deciding to suspend the player for five years. What is an expert witness? Who's the expert witness in, in, in penis biting? Oh, you. You know about this stuff. Uh, the injured player was suspended for six months for fighting. It's quite rare to have sanctions of several years, but the case was a bit saucy. Not my words there. But there must have been some nasty tension. (sighs) I've been mad at people. You've been mad at people. We've all been mad at people. I don't think I've ever been that mad. But I feel like if I was that mad, there's like, I'm kind of upset. I'm going to yell. Fist fight. You know, then like after fist fight... For me, at least, after fist fight, it goes to like something like violence. You know, like like if I'm so mad that after fist fight with someone, I I, oh, I still need to hurt him. My first th- stabbing or something. You know. Okay, tell you what, fist fight after fist fight, gouge some eyes. 
okay. After fist fight, maybe kick him between the legs, which even still, as a guy, you just don't do that. Never in my 41 years on this earth, maybe I'm just blessed, have I ever been so mad that I was like, yo, you know what? You know, no. Uh-uh. You know what? Biting your penis. Never. Never. Lord willing, I never get that mad in whatever time I have left on this earth. And if you get, if you have been like, no, I could see that. I've been there. I've been so mad. Then I would implore you to go and seek some help. Don't, don't ever, don't do that. Don't bite penises. That's it. That's the, that's the, that's the ending of the show. That's where we leave it. With that little lesson. Take a bite out of crime, maybe. Folks, that is it for this episode. I love these stories so much, man. If you want to submit your own, possibly be featured on the show, send me an email, tonypodcast at gmail.com. Send me a story, send me your name, and I may feature it on the show. Speaking of Tony P. Podcast, this show is a part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Hey, one of the people on Toy Power is about to be on Lego Masters Australia. Check that out. And if you got this far, please rate and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You can even support the show at patreon.com slash Tony P. Podcast. Or just find my website at TonyPanderson.com. Everyone be safe, wash your hands, social distance, man, hang in there. And until next time, you may have had a bad day, but at least your penis did not get bitten.